From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm Omar DeWint, communications executive here with Cervera Real Estate. And today we're bringing you part two of a very exciting installment of How to Be a Top Producer. This one's dedicated to branding and marketing, one of the most important aspects of being a real estate professional. I'm joined again by Irina Kim Sang. Irina, thank you for coming back. Thank you so much. Exciting. So Irina, for those of you, uh, I hope that you heard our episode last week. We covered a lot. Um, Irina, uh, just as a reminder, is an educator and author of Realtor Branding, Marketing Yourself for Success. She's also a broker associate with Coldwell Banker, a passionate marketer, and the vice president of the Asian Real Estate Association of America's Greater Miami Chapter. So Irina, for our audience, um, bring us back up to speed on what we covered last week in the first three aspects of the seven P's of branding. Yes. Um, so the idea that we started last in, in, during the last episode is that not just to give I, not just to give a list of cute and fun ideas to do mm-hmm. with if you are in real estate for if you're just beginner or if you are if you have been working in real estate for a while but to give you a formula which we use the term blueprint. Mm-hmm. So this particular blueprint is is uh, narrowing down your decisions um, regarding your brand and aspect of your business. So the seven P's, which stands for um, seven components, okay, uh, they all start with P, mm-hmm. and we have covered last time the first three. So right. the first three is, the first one was product, right. uh, which stands for the fact that you first have to understand what you stand for mm-hmm. as a professional and what kind of advantages and benefits you can bring to the table at this particular type, time, sorry, at this particular time, at this particular market. The second P stands for people and place, which um, the main focus of that uh, Q&A mm-hmm. is to be able to actually find out your specialty, to narrow down your choices to who you're going after. Mm-hmm. So once you know the answer for the first two, which is you know who you are and who you're going after, mm-hmm. you are now are answering question number three, mm-hmm. which is positioning. Mm-hmm. And positioning stands for the image that right. you would like to communicate to the people that you're going after. So in other words, you are aligning who you are with who you're going to, you, you would love to go after, and therefore you're building a bridge through that proper image to those people you're, you are appealing to. Right, and a, and a really, <clears throat> excuse me, a really strong foundation for moving forward. I wanna mention if you're just coming in, you're gonna wanna stop and go back to last week's episode, watch part one, because that'll really bring you up to speed and, and uh, allow you to absorb and apply what we're going to talk about today effectively to your your personal brand. So Irina, without further ado, let's talk about the fourth P packaging. Tell me about this and designing brand identity. Sure. Um, A lot of people have, oh, this is a fun (laughs) part. Yes, yes, yes. Um, A lot of people, uh, when they start real estate, they kind of think, oh, you know what? Um, I have a dilemma. Like, like, how do I really brand myself? Should I be forever broker brand, right? Mm So you have the brokerage name and you're an agent of that brokerage, which could be true for some people, right? So that could be um, um, 
that could be one way to just be uh, just to capitalize on the corporate brand okay um, but for some individuals uh, my my case would be an example is that I, I saw my niche so clearly that I no matter what brokerage I am with I certainly would love to establish a business model. Mm -hmm. So in this particular case, my business model is based on the type of clients that I'm going after, and therefore the brand that I'm building to appeal to those clients would be a brand that will make sense, right, mm -hmm. for those people. So in my specific example is I, I position myself as a, um, as a Russian-speaking um, broker associate specializing on affluent mm -hmm. Russian-speaking clients. And the first thing that my decision was based on is to set up a very, very solid website, which is called MiamiForRussian.com. Mm -hmm. So that was my, my case. So my brand for this particular uh, niche is MiamiForRussian.com. Mm -hmm. um, so the decision of when you are making those decisions only after you are ready to package it. Right. So once you know what that concept is, is it whether it's a business model, whether <coughs> you're going to be an agent with, with a broker, okay, you are now so clearly, uh, you have a clarity in who you are, who you're going after, and what image right. you would like to create. So, and, and, in short, and basically to say it another way is don't... Don't go out and create a website or a logo and colors and all that until Absol you've done the first three steps. The first three steps. Of the piece. Exactly. And for some, for some technical lingo out there, when we say brand identity, you know, in our worlds of mm -hmm. marketing and, and brand, we're talking about the actual logos and, you know, the colors, the look and yes. feels. And, and sometimes people confuse a logo with a brand, but in reality, it's just the identity. It's a forward-facing package, if you will. Absolutely. So this is absolutely like the, the technical definition of what brand identity stands for. So in other, in other words, everything that makes you tangible, mm -hmm. all right, whether it is online or offline, creates your brand identity. Um, one of the areas of expertise that I kind of pride myself in is um, it's called services marketing. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different um, area of marketing versus product marketing. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to bring some example. So what is the difference between when you are marketing a product, let's say an ice cream, sure. okay, versus when you're uh, marketing a service, which is a service of, of you being able to provide information, reliable information mm -hmm. in order for people to buy real estate. Um, so when, when you are marketing a physical product, people can try and test and touch and feel. Mm -hmm. And that's how the, the image is being form, formed <coughs> is, is on those tangible aspects that the product can provide. Right. In case of services, okay, unless they engage with your voicemail, mm -hmm. your um, website, mm -hmm. your conversation with them, the way how you, you respond to their emails, right. your lingo, your, your, your posture, all those, those aspects of the brand become the, the aspects of, of you mm -hmm. and, the, and that what makes intangible service right. a tangible product now. Absolutely. So this is what is, is so interesting, uh, interesting in, in, in services marketing is that it's actually harder to market intangible service than a product. Right. Again, because the intangibility aspect of service creates completely different room of what 
is important right. uh, to put on the table in order for people to make that perception who you are. Right. And, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's so okay. you yeah. remind me, like, I, I love when we talk because yeah, you always yeah. inspire <laughs> me and make me think of other things. We, in, in our Surveyor Academy, I teach a class on branding yourself to sell. And, oh, and, you're, and so one of the biggest examples to try to drive your point home, mm -hmm. I talk about the brand experience, right? And exactly. if you think about a brand that has a great experience, it's Apple. Right. When you yeah. walk into their store, it's nice and clean and neat and, you know, the old modern and you buy the product. It's in that sleek the, box. You take box. it home. You open it. It's kind of got like the origami. Yeah, 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 yeah. You turn the phone on, let's say, and it says hello in hello different, in different languages. languages. Yeah. So uh, every single part of that experience, let's say, and now we're talking about a product. We're not talking about a service. Yeah, a product. service experience. It's part of like what you feel like when you work with Apple. And, and I think as a realtor in a service, right, the importance is what you're saying. And when I hear your voicemail. And how you talk, and how you present yourself, how you send emails, what font you're using. Do you have proper grammar? So anything that makes it tangible and mm -hmm. affects the perception. Um, uh, one more thing that I would love to, to kind of address in this uh, when we're talking about brand, brand identity and packaging is that, again, because of this specific aspect of the service, mm -hmm. uh, there is such a concept that's called uh, service blueprint. Okay. And the service blueprint, and it's actually originated from Disney. Okay. okay, so Disney, uh, like the, the magic of the Disney, again, right. it's a service industry, right? right? Is they, the analogy is that they look at their service as a theater, sure. as a drama, as right. theater. So you have people on stage, you have people backstage, mm -hmm. and you have people who are support staff, who mm -hmm. you do not see. So you actually, there is even technique. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts of marketing. You can literally draw every single role mm -hmm. who is where visible invisible how they interact what has to be done how the flow of service is going to be performed and all of this i mean i'm looking at the i'm actually i, I have i think this is a, an idea for the next book is <laughs> is customer service and service blueprint is i personally believe that um, one of the keys to success in, in real estate and especially um, um, what can help you to build a better brand mm -hmm. is the customer service component of right. it. Because, again, coming back to the packaging is that everything that the customer will experience right. through you, with you, online, offline, mm -hmm. is going to create that perception. Right. And the perception is what is so critical to the brand, to establishing a brand. Mm -hmm. and, the, and all those components have to be packaged. So when we're talking about packaging, it's not only understanding the image. Mm -hmm. So initially, what image you want to create? Do you want to create that you are super serious, so, un, so super analytical, or you want to create that you're easygoing, funky? I'll, I'll give you an example. I saw one ad during the, the short sale period, like when we had a lot of short sales, right? Mm -hmm. So I opened the, the newspaper. I think it's it's brilliant ad. So a person was, um, I'm not sure if it's, it's, if it's a person, I mean, it's his personal image or it's just a clip part, but it doesn't matter. Sure. So the person was in a sport attire mm -hmm. as a runner, so a posture of the runner, and the message was, I run marathon, and I'm going to run for your short sales needs. Wow. I think it's very strong message Absolutely. because, I mean, short I sale is a mess, right? Yeah. Short sale is a mess. You need a person who's active, proactive, who's going to run for your needs, mm -hmm. right? And I think it was such, such a clever, simple uh, message and image. So just looking at that ad, what image do you, do you form? That this guy is active. He's mm -hmm. going to be proactive. He's athletic. He's disciplined. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to call the guy, okay? Right, right. So 
So this is an example that through that um, uh, clear vision of what image you would like to establish, right. you can now package it through your messages, through your uh, voicemails, everything, starting from what people see, um, uh, which car you drive, right? Right. right. <laughs> Finishing up with what is your what is your signature in your email, or maybe even you send a handwritten thank you note after the deal on the great monogrammed exactly. uh, what do you call it stationery. Exactly, you know? the type of paper. Everything matters. Um, we have a saying: retail is detail. Mm -hmm. But of course, we are not in the retail business. But we are in the business where people interact. We interact with people. Right. So all those little things they they do matter. So, um, so this is all part of packaging, right? It's all the part of packaging. I have a, I mean, I, I summarized the whole list mm -hmm. uh, of items mm -hmm. and things that matter during the, the whole um, business cycle. And, and I broke down the cycle into three parts. Mm -hmm. uh, Pre-service, mm -hmm. during service, mm -hmm. and post-service. Mm -hmm. So let me just give you an example of, of these three. So pre-service, anything that customer will come across before even knowing you, as, as a real estate professional and not even engaging with you in any business relationship. So let's, let's do it together. Just let's, let's, let's make sure. a list. So what? They're going to come across your website. Right. All your social media they're profiles. Gonna social, yeah. They're all right. probably going to Google your name. They Google your name. Maybe they'll come uh, across your signs, mm -hmm. uh, yard signs, whatever. Um, what else they can come across? They, they can run into you. Um, Maybe one of your uh, listings your, on, on the MLS. Yeah, or, the quality of your images, of your pictures, yeah. the quality of your video. Your postcards the, and ads. Direct mail. Yeah. Um, even the, I mean, some people, I, I think it can be, I'm not a fan of branding a car, like your, 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 your vehicle. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I have some clean, like, I think clever ideas, like, if you um, were going to do it, you have if to you do it right. right. <laughs> if you do it right. No, seriously. Um, I saw one car on the street, and it was advertising different service. Mm -hmm. But I think it could uh, apply to real estate professional. It says, if you're looking for blah, 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 follow me. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, That's let's cool. say if you are driving and if you are farming a specific neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. And you're always there, and you are, right. like we were saying in the first That's episode, true. you are committed to an area, mm -hmm. your car can be branded. Right. Okay, and it can say, if you're looking for property in Pancras, follow me. So I don't always <laughs> brand my car, but when I do, I make it clever. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> not to so I, I mean, I think this is, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good strategic message, and this is an example of what the customer is going to see mm -hmm. and engage with with your brand before the actual um, commitment to any business with you, mm -hmm. right? So making an impression through that. Mm -hmm. So the second part of the of, of the uh, real estate process mm -hmm. is when you're already engaged in the in uh, in the transaction, right? Okay. So all your handouts, everything that like for example, when I meet with my client for the first time, especially that they are foreigners, mm -hmm. I have to, I have a whole like beautiful package, mm -hmm. like a beautiful package. Uh, explaining in their own language mm -hmm. what they need to anticipate. Like, all those things create an image that sure. you did spend time, that you're not just like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm here to open the doors. Right. I'm not presentations, here. Presentations, um, you know, forms, anything like that. E exactly. So all those things are branded, Maybe right? Maybe like a tip sheet about the neighborhood or your farm area or some things to know. Even, again, like, depends who you're going after. It could be a list of the best restaurants. I mean, right. uh, it could be a list of, of the top five phones mm -hmm. to, to reach out for bookings or whatever uh, so it all depends what right. your clients are looking for and you can anticipate those things and it all have to be branded mm -hmm. items
okay it could be souvenirs mm -hmm. right like i have like for example for my clients uh, i know that they're gonna come with kids so i'm gonna i have something for the kid it was a, a frisbee mm -hmm. um i have a backpack for with the towel so they're gonna take take it to the beach so all of those things become a part of already process where you are engaging with the client mm -hmm. right and not mentioning of course all the other professional things that you do uh, while you're doing the service mm -hmm. and one part that completely is absent in some um, in in many situations is the what is going after the service mm -hmm. is there is any room for you to still be a brand mm -hmm. and then actually that's the i believe is is probably even most important part is is what's going to happen after the service mm -hmm. because a, a lot of people will close the doors they will not even um, engage their client um, but, yeah, afterwards. So, of course, it's the, the gift. Mm -hmm. So, it's a souvenir that you're going to leave. Right. I have, like, a whole list of interesting ideas what you can give. Give me a couple broad strokes. I'll I'm give like, you one. Okay. <laughs> um, one of my favorite um, items that I always give to, 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 to Affluent, um, my, my gift is, is the set of ropes, the bath okay. ropes. Monogrammed or not monogrammed? Uh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, it's, it's a female and, and, and male set. I like that. Um, it's very luxurious and it's, I mean, imagine those people have everything. Sure. So you cannot, like, there's really very slight room to impress. Mm -hmm. So you want to be practical. Sure. Or you want to be, uh, like, in, in that kind of level. So my message is just bring your toothpaste. To, 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 toothbrush. Uh, toothbrush. <laughs> just bring your toothbrush. That's the message. Right. Okay. So because you even have the bathrobe there. Right. Okay. Right, right. So all of this communicate uh, certainly the image and it's all part of packaging. Excellent. So... As a reminder, we're talking to Irina Kim Sang here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast. You can find us on the Apple Store, on Google Play. We're also at MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com, uh, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. So, Irina, <laughs> a little, little plug reminder for the podcast here. So, Irina, we just covered a number four, which was packaging. packaging. Let's go to number five, promotion. This sounds fun. Communication tools. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's like every single part is great, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> we I can talk about this forever. Um, okay, um, to summarize promotion, I think one of the biggest issues mm -hmm. when, when um, realtors thinking, okay, how do I promote my brand? Okay, mm -hmm. first of all, let me bring the importance of before you start promoting anything, mm -hmm. you have to complete the first four of items yeah. <laughs> all right so so this is the biggest mistake that people make put a disclaimer like what are those right. like, do not <laughs> start yes. this process if you haven't done one through four <laughs> right prerequisites yeah. prerequisites so um a lot of people just simply oh you know yeah i'm gonna start promoting myself today i'm in pink tomorrow i'm in blue right. and it doesn't certainly create any repetition it's it's inconsistent and right. of course you're not building you're not doing any favor mm -hmm. to yourself in the long term mm -hmm. so the only moment when you are ready to promote yourself mm -hmm. it's after the um the packaging stage where you can and the feeling that you have to get mm -hmm. at that stage is like i'm so convinced what i i stand for right. and what i represent that i want to put it everywhere. in my forehead right. and everywhere else because i'm so proud to yeah. represent the brand and especially if we're talking about personal branding uh, one of the key components in personal brand is genuine representation of yourself. Being authentic. Being authentic. So uh, there is a phrase that um, don't try to copy anyone because everyone is already taken. Be yourself, right? Right, right? So like if you have that confidence that, wow, 
I know exactly who I am. I know exactly who I'm going after. Mm -hmm. I know what image I want to uh, communicate right. to the public. And now it's all beautifully packaged. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to promote myself. So this is the logic behind this, this sequence of peace. Mm -hmm. So what promotion stands for, um, and, and this is the second complication that realtors face. They all think that if somebody t said that, oh, you have to be on Facebook, we're going to all run to Facebook. Or if, if Twitter is the most popular media, let's do Twitter. This is, I would say, a not a strategic way of okay. thought. So the way how it should be done is because the assumption is that you know exactly who you're going after. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, what is the best channel or media that mm -hmm. I'm going to catch that fish? Right. So you're not going to, I mean, you have to have right gear mm -hmm. for the right fish to be caught, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to set your nets in the right fishing spots. I mean, I think um, real estate for me, the, the best association is fishing. Okay. Not only patience-wise, but also setting the nets and trying to be in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. and then going after a specific fish. Of course, you're going to you, catch different type of fish, mm -hmm. but you have that dream to, 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 to get that specific fish, yeah. right? So, um, so do not, one of my advices is do not follow just the trends. Mm -hmm. Be strategic with your promotional efforts because in many cases, promotional efforts, in spite of the fact that it's social media and there are lots of free things you can do, you still have to expect that there's some budget involved mm -hmm. in any promotional efforts. So when you, um, in order to do that strategically, you certainly have to be, un you have to understand what is your niche Mm -hmm. and how to reach the niche. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing Facebook because you are proficient in Facebook or because you like Facebook, but because your, your niche is on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. But if your niche is not on the Facebook, you don't do the Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the main idea. Well, and I think it, it, it brings me back to the concept of you have to know where your client wants to consume or is ready to consume that information from you. And exactly. to use your example, you're talking about affluent uh, Russian clientele. Mm -hmm that probably they're not just necessarily using Facebook or, or Instagram, for example. Maybe exactly. it's a completely different, you know, they're reading a certain investment a paper. Maybe you want to advertise there, exactly. like a financial uh, a paper, or they're on LinkedIn, you know, who knows? Or I can give you a, a simple thing. It's like I know that the, most of, the, of that caliber of people, they are not even on social media. How are you right. going to reach them? You reach their wives. Okay, because their <laughs> wives are on, on social media. So, so you have to th put yourself into the shoes of your consumer and you have to make a list of where I would typically consume the information mm -hmm. and what kind of information I'm looking for. Um, example that I, I, I gave um, with the airlines is that when it came to the decision of how can I, I mean, I'm not flying on the first class. Mm -hmm. And, and some, I, I know even like there are strategies like, just spend more money and buy a ticket on the first class and sit next to that affluent. Okay. I don't think so. So, but, but does it mean that there's no way to reach them? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I did is I advertised my, my, my services on, uh, on the magazine, which is on board. Right. And when in you, flights. yes, in flights and we, and, and again, um, just kind of stepping back to, to my corporate background. Uh, how much do you think, what is the pr typical percentage for the for the business world to spend on marketing from the fr from the overall revenue? Uh, ten percent. Anywhere from ten to twenty. 
Okay. So, in other words, let's just go like very, very realistic for the beginner, right? To make hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars dollars a year, right? The expectation is that you gotta spend twenty percent. Right. So, which means twenty thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So, when I ask this question in the class, like I said, okay, if you wanna make hundred thousand, you kind of have to anticipate to spend twenty thousand to get that that far Mm -hmm. and everyone is is getting sad because like uh, how i mean it it looks unrealistic Mm -hmm. and i'm 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 asking them the second question is okay um let's let's uh, let's cut it half let's do 10 percent uh do you think you can spend ten thousand to promote your business and people like oh it's still i mean i don't have that money on hand Mm -hmm. right if you calculate how much average realtor spends on marketing Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be more than ten thousand a year how so? Uh, it's it's anywhere from start pr- printing the business cards, mm-hmm. anything from business cards, um, and advertising on the on these bus stops mm-hmm. and all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe putting some banners and this and that. So, uh, the biggest problem is that people do spend that kind of money on marketing, but because they're inconsistent with right, it, they're not, they are not strategic about it. About it they are not expect. Uh, they, there's no repet- repetitive. Um, Consistency, consistency and, and, yeah. and then branding and identity and all of the above, do, people do spend the money. And so if you divide 10,000 by 12 months, it's going to come under 900. So if you are thinking, okay, this is the commitment, this is my plan of action in terms of promotion, I am budgeting 900 a month, what can I do within that? That becomes a question. Mm-hmm. So what can I do within that ni- right. 900 a month? So now we are talking about tactics. So first, you you strategically know who you're going going after and how much you can commit mm-hmm. to market to, to to marketing expense, and then um, it's a matter of okay. So let's come to creative solutions. How you can uh, have the return on investment, which mm-hmm. is. Um, in terms of the marketing to make that happen. And right? tactically speaking, there's a lot of opportunities online, offline, like of we mentioned. Course. And we were talking uh, offline about Peso, you know, all the different from social to exactly. publicity, events. Uh, what else? I'm, 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 um, one of the things that I wanted to mention before I give some examples of the tactics under oh. uh, the, the promotion is that it's, it's a very, very simple way to look how you can creatively come up with some options, okay? Mm. You just look at the entire spectrum of how to promote your business right. as two highways. Okay. The first highway is what you're going to do online. Okay. And the second highway is what you're going to do offline okay. to promote your brand. Let's start with the offline first. Sure. Okay. I love your metaphors, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's like I have two highways, <laughs> like a picture. No, I-95, right? right. I-75. So... So you, you have to be on both. I mean, you have to drive both roads mm-hmm. from time to time. But you have to be very clear on what's going to be uh, the commitments in, in, those two, in, in those two. For example, um, what comes to your mind, how do you promote yourself offline? Is any physical engagements, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you are present and where you contribute. Because at the end of the day, it's not who you know, but who knows you. Mm-hmm. So such simple thing as leadership in certain organizations, sure. right, can b- bring you a completely different set of relationships. Right. right? Well, we met through the Asian Real Estate Ex- Association exactly. of America, so perfect example. E- exactly. Um, attending, like, like I have a whole list of those activities that you can choose from, mm-hmm. right? But I'm just going to like, participate in a different events. Let's say you're going to... Um, uh, at some point, I was like, okay, I'm going to go after Canadian client, okay, okay Canadian buyer. 
So I could be just focusing on the fact that I'm gonna meet face to face with all Canadian brokers and travel into Vancouver, Toronto, etc. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the idea is that this is gonna be offline activities. Mm -hmm. So I always try to look at uh, things again as a market, as a professional marketer, as campaigns. Okay, mm -hmm. I have a goal, let's say my goal is to establish certain relationships, okay? Mm -hmm. How can this be executed? So that would be promotional effort offline. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to set up a database of uh, New York-based attorneys, mm -hmm. for example. My biggest client came through the financial advising group. Interesting. So uh, when I got my, my, my $20 million call, I was not in the business for even uh, even even six months. Oh, that's great. Through the website. Wow. And when we closed the transaction, the client, um, we had lunch, and the client said they interviewed 20 people. Wow. So my, my conclusion is that I was able to make an impression online, but at the same time, when I met, I already made an impression offline. Mm -hmm. so, so coming back to the offline mode is that um, the main idea um, is – what are commitments, groups that you can really join mm -hmm. where you will be representation of yourself as a professional mm -hmm. as well as you, can, you see the potential of getting that additional sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. uh, that group can, um, I, I'll give you a hint, that group may, may be generated not only on the business terms. You don't, it doesn't mean that, oh, now you have to join all the chambers, okay, mm -hmm. and be attending the meetings and maybe you'll get some business. No, 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 I'll give you much more interesting ways, unique ways to, to get to those groups. Um, let's say I, I, I would decide to go, to, um, to go after Asian clients, mm -hmm. okay? One of the sports that Asian clients play is ping pong. Okay. And I, I could and I pi play ping pong. <laughs> By the way, we're gonna do the tournament this yes. year. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, at Aria. Okay, cool. Can so, we? Um, so I could join. I mean, in theory, right? I mm -hmm. could join a ping pong club, mm -hmm. and I would know all Asians in town. Right. That's a yeah. right. Yeah. So so you you choose the group where you can potentially engage with the with the groups that you think may your be can be. Of, potential, of potential or clients, interest, group, referral, etc. Mm -hmm. As well as um, it could be based on your pure interest. Sure. Like let's say you like gardening and you can join Fairchild Tropical Garden volunteer group. Right. I mean, we know that real estate, everyone sooner or later is going to engage with the transaction. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be, okay, number one volunteer in Fairchild, you know who is the volunteers in Fairchild Tropical Garden? Okay, very, all the people yeah. who live in Pancras, right? Okay? Very wealthy, affluent, very wealthy yeah. and affluent. So, so this is would be examples of of what can be your commitments offline. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, another thing that uh, that is very critical certainly you cannot be in and out like showing up once once a year. So, so you have to choose right. one and commit to it. Right. All right, and now going to the to the um, other highway, which yep. is the online. online. Um, one of the most important things is definitely when you know what image you are establishing online, mm -hmm. you just have to be consistent, okay? Right. You do not change your image even once in three years, in five years. You, um, branding is all about being predictable. Okay. People do not, I mean, people only have trust to a brand when they, un they, they, they expect the same thing and they get it. Right. For example, um, 
we we traveled to Washington DC with with Nina. Right. And 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 she likes Starbucks so much. So so I said like Nina, explain to me why uh, Starbucks and shit. Because any other place I would go, even you describe exactly what coffee you want to have, it's always going to be different. Right. Depending on the person who made it. Right. Starbucks is just predictable flavor. Right. Okay. So an example, um, it, what what. Uh, how this now relates to personal brand is that if you are positioning yourself, uh, you're creating an image of a vibrant, creative person, even your, your uh, open houses will be creative. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one example. Um, and, and I think that particular characteristic could, um, could make that person stand out among all other realtors. Sure. It's, it's a real, real example. I always write them down if I, if I see nice nice case study. So this person, she organized two open houses. Okay. Uh, so one was for Halloween. It was kind of prime that season. Nothing spectacular with the house, cookie cutter, uh, vacant, nothing special. Mm-hmm. What she did is she, she bought the... I'm picturing a ghost popping yes, out this of is, closet. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, really? She, she bought the, the skeletons, <laughs> the paper the skeletons, <laughs> and she put them inside of the closet. No, and people see, and people were coming in and going, like doing the, 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 the walking tour, right, right, in the house. And then in the last one, it says, stop looking for skeletons, put an offer. <laughs> okay, so this was one of your creative open houses. Sure. And another one was um, during the, the Christmas season, um, her challenge was that it was a gated community. She couldn't put any outdoor signages, okay. like announcing this the, the for sale sign. Um, what she did, she took a roll of paper and 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 used handwriting as if a child wrote it. Mm-hmm. And she wrote, "Dear Santa, help us sell this house. <laughs> uh, no, help my mom and dad sell this house." Right. And she unrolled that piece of paper from one of the windows. Oh wow! And then, I mean, the typical normal po- process. So that person became kind of known as, as a person who has creative open houses, mm-hmm. okay? So that kind of uh, became like a glue why people, and, and imagine how much um, neighbors would appreciate those kind of right. things and how much was the, the word of mouth after that. Right, right. It's, uh, it gets the buzz going and... Yes. So this is an example of, of your way to promote your image, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I had another uh, uh, person who... My, my, my first question that I ask typically when I meet someone is like, what's, what's your initial background? Like, before you start branding, I want to know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So she said, my background is uh, I'm a photographer. And, and I said, wow, great. I mean, you have a complimentary skill for this business. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I, I don't know how to start farming, where to start. And, and, and I said, what, what's your intent? She, she said, I was just going to do the postcards, uh, say hello to my neighbor, mm-hmm. like, like something. And I said, how about you You go to each neighbor, send them a beautiful invitation, and say, free photo shoot in front of your home. Okay. And you're going to do their portrait shots, whatever, whatever, and you're going to introduce yourself as a real realtor photographer. Mm-hmm. And so she did it. It was like she immediately kind of gained that reputation of a professional photographer, realtor right. and in it's all your it's neighborhood. Yeah, and it's putting an advantage also to your, your selling because obviously photo and, and visuals are super important. So, so she kind of is a double, exactly. double killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. Um, so the, the, uh, we are talking about the positioning. So in the, in the highway of what you're going to do online now mm-hmm. is you need to understand what image you want to portray. Mm-hmm. And you want to understand what is the message, why people 
want to, and you have to be very consistent with that message. Right. Why they would choose you to work with you. And um, and you remind me of the ABCs of branding that we talk about in our mm-hmm. class. Uh, a for authenticity, you know, yeah. being true. Mm-hmm. B belongingness, evoking a sense of feeling, and humans want to be part of a group. And C, and most importantly, is consistency. Consistency is the key. So yeah. we're talking to Irina Kim Sang here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast, covering some amazing stuff on the seven P's of branding. So Irina, that was promotion. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything more on on promotion or? Are we ready for... Um, I think to conclude promotion is you do need to have a plan. Right. You cannot wake up and you ha- you are in the mood to promote yourself. You have to be... Co- like Because of the consistency, the p- consistency has to follow... A, we call it we, we call it campaign. Right. Or we, we use the term of my marketing calendar. Right? right. And I really think that it's so easy when you have a structure mm-hmm. versus when you don't. And I want to give you an analogy of uh, like how do you think... If, if you take... Uh, an example of a glossy magazine, just mm-hmm. any magazine you like, and you compare uh, January issue 2017 with January issue 2007, okay? The okay. same month to month. Mm-hmm. You will not find much of a dis- difference of a content. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much following the same pattern outline and an pattern, outline. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be adjusted to the time. It, it's certain topics will be more popular, this and that. But the idea is that the calendar stays pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. And so, again, the assumption is that you know who you're going after. You know what what things are happening uh, throughout that calendar. So the calendar can be your not only uh, pre- very predictable way for you to communicate with mm-hmm. your clients, but also to be very uh, consistent to yourself in terms of discipline, mm-hmm. staying on top of things. So in that calendar, I mean, like, for example, I have my, my approach is I call it 10, 20, 30. Mm-hmm. So something has to happen on the 10th, mm-hmm. on the 20th, and on the 30th. Okay. And like in, and on, on my, in my case, um, I do have a breakdown, like, what's going to happen on the 10th. Like, let's say on the 10th, you can have um, a, a blog. On the 20th, it can be a video. Mm-hmm. And on the 30th, it, it can be the, um, I don't know, special post or something like this. Right. Or so you give yourself a definition. Yeah. And when you look at the calendar, guys, imagine the year. I mean, we wake up in the morning and we're like, wow, it's already July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the time really goes so fast. Yeah. You don't even, like, you, you're losing track of time. So it does go very fast. You can produce things in advance mm-hmm. and just post them at Have the right them ready time. To go, yeah. Exactly. So when you're in the mood of writing, write two, two, two pieces of information, two pieces of content. Right. Um, but once once you know, you can pre-schedule so many things. Or you for example, automate. your holiday flyers. You could you know exactly. knock out all the major holidays in one sitting and then just. Exactly. Have them stored and ready to go. And this way, you also it's very helpful to budget you, mm-hmm. your 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 expenses, so you can definitely understand what to anticipate and and how that can affect. Do you have any recommendations or tips on you know great sources to find calendars or templates for anybody out there who wants to create a calendar for themselves? I mean, I I, I have a few I can share. Oh. <laughs> we can put them in the link. We'll put it in the show yeah, notes. We'll, yes. we'll put them like we have a lot of stuff to put in the show notes. Yes, so. yes, yeah, we can show. So let's talk a little bit about the platform. This is the sixth P, correct? Yes. That's so correct. this is we're talking about building and nurturing your relationship network. Exactly. So um, the logic now going transitioning from promotion to the platforms and pl- platform simply means database, mm-hmm. okay? Um, the logic behind is, is, is very simple. 
is that you cannot promote the same content to the entire database. Mm -hmm. So the database not only has to be categorized mm -hmm. or classified, whatever the term is. Um, or segmented. Segmented. Yes, mm -hmm. that's a good one. Segmented because um, the only way to be uh, of value to mm -hmm. people if you are relevant. Right. So if you are not relevant and people... I mean, it's obvious when, when people realize that everyone gets the same thing, mm -hmm. they're going to block you. I mean, right. you're out. Of, it's just so easy now to, to unsubscribe, not to, to open, delete. Well, half the times, you know, with clutter, the clutter feature and some of these others on your inboxes, half the time your message doesn't even get even, to the even recipient. Even get there, exactly. And, and again, I'm not only talking about the, the email marketing and email sure. campaigns, but also the way how you stay in touch. Right. So in st staying in touch with those segments. So with some segments, it has to be personal, mm -hmm. okay? So you do have to maybe, um, let's say um, you have two major um, sources of your leads, mm -hmm. which, which you are so, so dependent. Like we call it a category, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to understand for yourself how you can group them. It's not always identical to every single realtor to, to set up the system. Uh, past clients, present clients, potential clients, whatever. No, right. no, no. It's up to you how you can break that database into segments. Mm -hmm. And then you have to zoom into each segment and understand what's the best way to keep in touch with this, mm -hmm. with that particular segment. What are some examples of that? Some examples. Um, like I know some, some key, key clients mm -hmm. from my list, they like tennis. Okay. So my goal is to get them to the tennis open. Mm -hmm. So this would be the best way to reconnect with them if we go together to, to, to see tennis. So and, and and the key here is looking at your personal database, your network, and analyzing and, and uh, creating your own system for let's say or segments. Segments for yes. following up. Yeah. Yes, and um, the good news because uh, many agents will say, oh, you know, it's overwhelming. I mean, with these people, I have to keep in touch five times, and with this uh, once a month, etc. No, it's not overwhelming. I'm not saying that you have to to have an individual approach to every single person. Mm -hmm. No, you have to be, um, uh, you have to have a custom approach to sure. segment. Right. Okay. So let's say you have three segments in mm -hmm. your database. Uh, with one group, you're gonna, like, let's say it's past clients. Sure. And they, there is really not much of a potential that they're gonna bring you even more leads or anything like this. It's just a client. Uh, you wanna you, you wanna stay in touch as a brand with them, mm -hmm. but you do not anticipate like the chain of chain reaction from from that group, right? right? So, with those people, question: How how often would you stay in touch? Maybe once a year. Once a year. Holidays. Hey, hope you're well. Type e of thing. Exactly, because the next transaction that will happen with them is is on average five to seven years. You're still staying in touch, but at the same time, you're not really sending them any new listings. Right. What you're doing and what your family is doing. I mean, of course, social media allows you to kind of be open and public and sure. they decide what to watch and not to watch. Um, but if you are proactive, then you have to be very uh, relevant. Mm -hmm. So with people who you think they really can, can really be your pipeline and can generate business, let's say it's an advisors, it's attorneys, and, and, and business can pop up at any moment of time mm -hmm. how often would you keep relationship with those uh maybe very frequently like once a week 
couple times a month? Yeah, I- again, it all depends with, with, with that particular group. It could be as frequent as, uh, as uh, bi-weekly right. or by um, monthly, monthly. And you're having basis. the right type of content to follow up with them it, too, something that's interesting to, exactly. to them or their potential client. Exactly. Um, uh, one of the things that I always want to emphasize is that like it always uh, do things to others like you would be you would like to be treated right mm-hmm. like you don't want to get just information and personal information right. if somebody will come oh Irene I just thought of you and I'm sending you this link mm-hmm. of something something uh, and, and that's why I have this database where I have a big section of notes I know the dog name I know the, the birthdays I know what car they drive as much as you you know on that personal level, especially mm-hmm. in the high-end market, right. this is very, very, very critical. And I think there's a lot of, nowadays with technology, there's a lot of tools that you can use to refine and, and really create such a great database. So you can even export, I believe, if you can still do this on LinkedIn and Facebook, for example. Let's let's use LinkedIn because it's more you know, professional. Mm-hmm. But you can export all of your contacts there into an Excel or a CSV file right. and merge it with all your other contacts. And then going through there, like you were saying, Maybe some of them you don't know, you don't have a great connection with because you know how LinkedIn is, mm-hmm. but others I'm sure you're going to find, you know, former clients, even people you went to college with, you know, different layers of relationships there where you can start segmenting and throwing into buckets and eventually exactly. as you get more advanced, adding notes, like you said, and just creating an ultimate cheat sheet. Exactly. Um, one thing I would like to add is um, that you can have a different business model. My business model is not quantity, but quality. Mm-hmm. So I'm not establishing 5,000 database of, of, of everyone who may, I actually, I, I feel annoyed <laughs> if right. I have a b- big database, to be honest. I'm like, how can I grasp that? Like, I'm not going to give that individual um, attention. Um, right. Um, so it, this is my model. So that's my approach because sure. I'm not looking for work. Quality, not quality. Yes, I'm, lo- I'm not looking for work. I'm looking for quality relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once that relationship um, triggers, that certainly is 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 the business. Um, so different people will have different business models. Mm-hmm. For some, it's going to be maybe quantity. Mm-hmm. Okay, generating a lot of leads and trying to really filter them out, them out that, that's fine too. Right. But it's just a matter of, okay, what's your business model and how you're going to, to set your promotional efforts um, on top of your database. Mm-hmm. Again, because promotion cannot, cannot feed all. The same message should not go to all. So, Irina, this has been some amazing stuff here. That was platform. Now let's talk about projection, the seventh and final and hopefully the luckiest P. Tell me about projection (laughs) and pursuing the future with perseverance. Okay. Um, One of the bottom line of any business, right, you want to be able to either to scale it with the time, Mm -hmm. right, or you want to have some some form of predicted predictable business model, mm-hmm. right? So um, we know that the business real estate is is actually getting through different cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And um, just to give an example, one of the successful agents was asked the question: Okay, what do you do when the when when you hit the, the bottom times, like right. like the bad times, right? And and the answer was simple. She sa- she says, I do not have bad times, okay? And and how of so? course, how how is it <laughs> like uh, why? And the answer is simple. Is she says, uh, as a matter of fact, my my biz, uh, my best business years were those bad years. Okay. Like for the entire when when the market is low, she has the best years. Mm-hmm. The answer is simple. Is because she brands herself. Mm-hmm. Okay. She brands herself, and when the market is on the rise, mm-hmm. 
you probably will call your sister, your brother, your mother, right, to mm-hmm. do real estate transaction. But th- when the market is bad and tight, people call professionals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we know it's 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 kind of have this joke is that in I think in Florida after we see getting your driver's license, people get the real estate, real estate license. <laughs> Like like, n- like the next door, like yeah. the next day well, there's, they go. There's 50,000, five zero, yes, I think, registered think. real estate, uh, Miami Realtors. Exactly, so. yeah. So the, the idea behind is that a person who focuses on building a brand mm-hmm. should not, in theory, experience uh, valleys and peaks, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, they, have, they can have better years, right. of course, but it's, the business becomes so predictable because you are predictable brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people would love to to get an advice from a professional. You're always on on uh, in the market. You are not in and out, and so this is exactly what what mm-hmm. the 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 successful formula su- successful formula is. Right, building a brand, staying on top of your game, looking into the future, what's coming, trying to predict the pattern, trying to be the first to the party. Mm-hmm. Okay, establishing new niches. Um, we, we, we talked in the first session about like you have to specialize and a lot of people would have a concern that, oh, if you specialize too narrow, like, are you really limiting yourself? No, mm-hmm. you specialize on one thing. You always can add. It's like in, in, in any marketing, you can have your product line, mm-hmm. you can have your assortment, you have right. divisions, but you always can expand. Mm-hmm. You can have your global presence. You can be hyper-local. But initial idea is certainly have to establish yourself as, as a brand, right. as, as a specialized Well, and there's brand. a certain level of consistency, too. Even if you're expanding, you know, mm-hmm. they can expect a certain level of quality of service. Exactly. Even like Coca-Cola, let's say they started with Coca-Cola, but now they have Sprite, exactly. you know, uh, Mountain Dew, all, you know, all the different flavors, even, even the water. But what you're saying, I, I love that, and it makes me think of a, a story uh, or an anecdote Alicia was mm-hmm. telling me recently, I think it was about Bill Gates, and he mm-hmm. was saying that the years where he had the most time to think and was quietest often um, often led to the most prosperous years okay. in the future. Mm-hmm. I think I, I may have paraphrasing here, yeah. but the idea is kind of like what you're saying. Even if it's on those down times or slow times, mm-hmm. if you're thinking – and you're being strategic and evolving. Exactly. They can actually lead it, to. It's not you're you're not afraid for the future. It's not right. like okay, oh, I'm in because the situation is good, and I'm gonna be out when when the situation gets bad. No, you are committed to the business. You are developing your skills. You are representing the same image to the to the consumer, um, and and also one of the things which I I personally like the most uh, about branding is that it's not a task of. Rev, um, it's not a task of reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. When you build a brand, the task is revolutionize the brand. Mm-hmm. So, so this is actually if you do have clarity what brand you are building, it saves you so much time. Okay, mm-hmm. constantly looking for left and right, and maybe I should do this, or I should do that. No, you know exactly what the brand is, and you know exactly where you're going. And you just keep revolutionizing it as the market changes. As Greg Engels says, uh, evolution, no, revolution, not evolution. Yeah. I believe he said that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to fact check that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, <now I'm> <laughs> but on a serious note, so this has been amazing. Irina, thank you. This You're has welcome. been the seven Ps. So the seventh and final was projection and pursue the future with perseverance i want to say on a side note there's nothing wrong with getting your real estate license for those of you that are out there <laughs> wondering we think it's great as long as you follow 
the seven P's of branding when you do it. And if you're even if you're an experienced realtor, uh, I think we hope that you guys found a lot of value here in what we talked about today. I certainly did. I certainly enjoyed talking about it. I hope you'll come back and. For our listeners out there, please send us an email to Miami Real Estate Podcast at surveyor.com or send us a message on social with um, your feedback from today's episodes. Irina will be coming back. I'm going to drag her back. So, because <laughs> we, we can go into a lot more detail on some of these topics. But before we do, we'd love to hear from you on you know things that you'd like us to elaborate on or maybe you want to learn more about or that we didn't talk about that you want us to address in a, in a future episode, right, Irina? Sure. Yes. And so, final thoughts for today. Uh, from you, for our listeners, um, tell me what, what what's on your mind. On my mind, I, I have two things that I would put on the top of the refrigerator. Uh, the first thing, again, unless you brand yourself, you are unemployed until your next sale. And <laughs> like this that. goes to everyone who is who is thinking and trying to figure this out. I really think this is the most important decision that you have to make in the business. What brand you are representing, and you have to, with pride, carry that brand. And the second thing is, uh, I think we are in the service industry, and in the service industry is is all about um, trying to inspire people around you, and that and, and this way get that that trust. Um, I have a nice phrase for that. It says, "You can be one of many, or one who inspires many." I love it. We're gonna leave it there, Irina. Thank you so much for coming. This you you really did an amazing job. So you <laughs> you shared so much value. Um, we'll be back again next week with another episode. First, a bittersweet note. Um, this will be the last episode with our executive producer, Artie Rahimi. He's leaving us for the Big Apple. Manhattan's got a great uh, opportunity up there with a nonprofit. Uh, they're working with the UN, so we're super excited for him. He's been a critical component in helping us launch the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Uh, we're well on our way now to over a thousand uh, downloads. We're you know hit the ground running. A lot of that is thanks to Artie. So Artie, we love you. Have fun in New York. You can do great. And um, Irina, once again, thank you for coming. So everybody from sunny Miami, where the future is always bright, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we certainly enjoyed making it. We hope you will come back. We've got some more great content dedicated to informing, intriguing, and inspiring Miami real estate professionals. Where can you find us? We're on the podcast store, wherever podcasts are available. That's iTunes, of course. We're also on Podbean, Spotify, Audible, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can even ask Alexa about us. Go ahead and visit Cervera.com slash blog. That's where our newsroom is located. We've got some more great content there as well, market reports, and more. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Connect with us on social at CerveraRE or send us an email, Miami Real Estate Podcast at Cervera.com. We would love to hear from you. So, from all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright, until next time. Thank you.